Hey guys, this is Karen. And Chris. And welcome back to another episode of Swinging Along. We have a very, very special episode today. We are, we basically have the pleasure of a very sexy couple. I'm already in love with their voices. Like, I'm already turned on by their voices, and <laughs> I can't get on with it. But uh, we have Eros and Isis from the Priory Society with us today. So you want to, you want a little so- clap there, honey, or you want me to put this down? And so, so welcome, guys, and thank you so much for letting us interview you. So, well, it's late for us, probably early for you, but after, after the Sixers game, we appreciate this. Yeah, no, it's good to be here, guys. I'm really happy to be on your program. Sorry about your, your basketball loss, but hey, wasn't it just game one? So who gives a shit? You still have plenty of time to, to make that up with your wins. It's okay. I'm drowning my car as a vodka right now. So. Yeah, I'm drowning my with tequila, so it's okay. Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Although I hey, heard you posted I just, a picture of. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I heard sorry, I just no, you're okay. I heard Isis, you're a red wine lover. <laughs> I do love red wine. That's my that's my shit. I like all kinds of red wine. I do like vodka. I do like gin. So I'm not, you know, I don't discriminate if it's a, if it's a good glass. Yeah, you got to watch this girl, man. I mean, we're at a restaurant. Uh, I some, I've just started taking our own bottles now and just paying the corkage because she'll find something on the menu. Oh, that sounds interesting, and it'll be like Chateau Lafitte Rothschild or some shit. You know, these bottles are pretty. They could get up to like twelve hundred dollars a bottle. You know what I mean? If you're not careful. Yeah. So I started taking my own little twelve dollars shit, little the Federalist. Yeah, and- <laughs> I need to be chaperoned. <laughs> That sounds exactly like me myself. I, I just I just got Chris into wine, so he's he's upgrading. He's starting with the I'm I'm 100% Italian, so I I call it the bullshit wine, the Moscatos that are that are not you know they're delicious, <laughs> but they're bullshit. And I, I I'm right. starting him out on that right so, now. Yeah, I'm starting him at percent yeah, exactly. Yeah. Six percent sweet, all sugar. We have to literally run two hours on the gym at the the next day after we drink an entire bottle of Moscato. So, but no, it's thank, like a ghetto uh, champagne. We love it. Oh, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you again. Um, so you guys, you guys are are you just recently started your podcast? I, I believe. How long ago did you guys start your Priory Society podcast? Well, our first episode was released um, 30 days ago, so it's been a month, and we were, you know, we were talking about it for a while, but we just, you know, it's we had some planning to do, and we had some episodes that we wanted to kind of line up, and um, we just, yeah, it's been 30 days, and it's been great. Yeah, great response from the community, the listeners, and also the other podcasters. They've all been really cool. We, we appreciate that. Awesome. Awesome. I, I will admit, I mean, since we started our journey, which has been about, it's about the same time as you guys, about a month and a half, two months now, um, we, the, the, the fellow podcasters, it's, I don't feel a sense of competition at all. It's, it's a lot of sense of community and, and I, I, I fucking love that. That's fucking amazing. So, but, um, correct me if I'm wrong here, guys, you guys have been together for 13 years, correct? In, in the lifestyle for one year? 
That's correct. Yeah, the lifestyle, uh, actually about a year and a half, if you count all the time that we just sat there and fantasized just with ourselves <laughs> playing sexy truth or dare on our phones and, and just c- kind of fantasizing about that girl from the gym or the guy from the gym. And so, yeah, a year and a half now. It's, it's been amazing, man. Um, I can't wait to, to share some insights with your listeners. And my lady here has some great tidbits as well. But for those of you who are just starting or maybe are in the middle of your journey, maybe you're just an advanced, an advanced swinger. And, and when we say advanced, we just mean someone who's been doing it, you know, even five minutes longer than we have. That's, yeah. that, that qualifies for advanced. So, but uh, yeah, have a good <laughs> laugh and spend some good time with us. Awesome. I mean, we, we listened to your podcast and we thoroughly enjoyed it. And so, I mean, I, I had you guys playing through my Alexa app and totally forgot that the children were on their way home and was like, Oh, got it. Got to turn them, got to turn them off for a minute. I can't, I could, I was counting down the, <laughs> I was counting down the minutes until I was able to turn you guys back on. So um, it's definitely something that we're going to link to our reader, or I'm sorry, our listeners, not our readers, our listeners, um, for, you know, to kind of uh, head over to your podcast and your website. But um, can you guys just brief our listeners? I mean, who you guys go together for 13 years and in the lifestyle for about a year, year and a half. Who? What would, how would you explain to our listeners exactly what your lifestyle dynamic is? Are you swingers? Are you poly? Um, what exactly uh, would you classify yourself as, if you classify yourself as anything? Yeah, we are swingers, and we are full swap. If we like you. <laughs> we got to like a couple, man. You know. It's conditional. <laughs> yeah, we got, you know, it's, it's so funny because people make a big deal out of that word. Yeah. Well, we're, we're soft swap conditional. Full, well, of course, dude. Oh, Everything's yeah. conditional. I go to McDonald's. It's conditional on, on right. when, when I ate last, whether I want to eat that Big Mac. So, yeah, but uh, when, we write, <laughs> when we say full swap, then, of course, obviously the initial attraction needs to be there. And then, of course, we, we have to click somehow and have, you know, certain things in common. We're, oh, not, yeah. we're not the couple that likes that anonymous sex at the at the swing club where you're just sitting in the dark part of the playroom and then whoever gets close to you, you know, you start, you know, jerking them off and sucking dicks <laughs> and like, you know, sucking pussy. Like we're not, I, no. I, I'm, a, I'm a fucking germaphobe. So I, I, I want to look at it make sure there's no like strange white creamy stuff in the pussy. Like a little regular white cream is okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure there's no cauliflower coming out of the canal. You know? <laughs> no. So then, oh, so I'll, I'll do a little inspection first, right? <laughs> and then I'll give them the all clear. <laughs> that was yeah. probably the best, the best explanation I've ever been, I've ever received off of why. <laughs> and I mean, I, I, I 100% agree. <laughs> okay. So, um, so that's what you guys are, uh, how you guys are. Uh, how did you get started in the lifestyle? So we went to a, concierge doctor that basically drove our libido through the roof. He took uh, basically blood samples. We went to a lab, and uh, this is one of the real pricey, non-covered-by-insurance doctors, and we mm-hmm. were like, hey, it's a birthday present for us, and we uh, we both went in. Lab results came back. Hey, this is your liver function. This is your um, uh, this is your testosterone level, estrogen levels. This is what's going on in your body right now. We can do supplements. We can do meds if you need them. We can do vitamins. We can do a diet. We can get you on staple exercises to drive all your hormones back in balance. So, in short, our concierge doctor turns us turned us into swingers because our libido went through the roof, and we wanted to fuck all the time, like little eighteen year olds, right? So uh, it was it was nuts. It was great. It was nuts. And uh, let me just say something right now. Um, 
you know, most guys, this is a, something a, a doctor told us, and, you know, you guys do the disclaimers like we do, but please, uh, anyone who's listening, you know, this isn't any medical advice or, or legal advice or any kind of professional advice, but the uh, the doctor, I get a lot of messages about our doctor. Hey, what did he do? Who, who, how can I find someone yeah. close to us? And uh, what, what you're going to have to look for is an adrenal specialist, someone who specializes in maybe low T or low testosterone. And if you're if you're crying at the Super Bowl commercials when when the father's dropping off his daughter that she's going to go serve in the military, and he's in the a Nissan or a Toyota or whatever it is, and he's he has a tear in his eye, and you're crying too, and you're a grown ass man, you might have low T. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you need to see our doctor. <laughs> yeah, but because that was me, man. Those those Super Bowl commercials will get you, man. I know. Especially, hey, especially you guys with your Super Bowl, not your Super Bowl, but with your with your basketball uh, playoffs and the final semifinals coming up. <laughs> your, your companies are going to start we, spending a yeah. lot of money in those in those commercials. <laughs> we might have shed a few tears tonight, just in general, but <laughs> I, I definitely held back the tears because I didn't want them getting in my drink and watering down my vodka. <laughs> Hey, hey, dude, no, man. Uh, Chris, let me ask you a question, man. You had you you posted a picture of this badass whiskey that uh, that has a infused with flavor. I wanted to take a screenshot of it, but what, what was that picture you guys posted of that whiskey? That, that's old. That's old camp pecan whiskey. It's actually made by a country band, Florida Georgia Line. Yeah, um, very hard oh, to find in certain areas. It's a lot. It's very big in the south. Um, we only have a couple of liquor stores in our area that have it. Yeah. Some only have the big bottle. Some only have the little bottle. We even found some that don't even have the pecan whiskey yeah. peach flavor. We've tried both, and we highly peach recommend flavor. you have to have oh the peach wine. If you guys, if you guys can't find it in your area, because I think it's a little bit more, we're we're kind of country in our area a little bit. Um, I know we're from Jersey, but we have wooded areas in our area. we we just happen yeah. to be in the country area, but we'll definitely send you guys a bottle and you'll have to try it. It is the most phenomenal whiskey you'll ever have. It goes down nice and smooth. You can drink it straight. Yeah, you can. I drank it that straight all delicious. all day today. <laughs> nah, dude, we're whiskey people, man. We're, yeah. we're the kind of people that will do whiskey at cigars in the backyard, man, and just chill. You know, we love yep. that stuff. So yeah. I, that sounds like a good flavor, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So if you guys can't find in your area, let us know, and I'll ship you guys a bottle, and you'll you'll thank, you'll you'll love me forever, I promise you. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank awesome. Thank you. So, so I, 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 so your, your, your sex drive went up because of this miracle doctor, so, I mean, I know, like, when Chris and I first decided to become swingers, it, it's, it, ideally I try to tell people, as much as we love our alcohol, because we love, we love our alcohol, and we tell people we're functioning mm-hmm. alcoholics all the time, but we, yeah. we do, most of our decision making is always made sober, because we always want everyone to be of sound mind and body when they're making decisions. Um, but That's we right. actually, yeah. we, we actually came together uh, at a drunken night at a bar, um, me and him, we we were just chatting, and it came up of, you know, hey, are there any fantasies that you've never really, you know, experienced that you want to kind of dive in with me? And we both kind of, I mean, it was ironic, um, we both kind of let it out of our fantasies, and that kind of led to, you know, well, what about being with other people and swinging in a sense? So did you guys have a similar conversation where you both sat down and said, hey, I've got all this sex drive because I'm super extra healthy now. What are we going to do with this? 
<laughs> yes, absolutely. In fact, right around the same time that we went to, to that doctor's visit, we were already starting to discuss, hey, what was the hottest thing you did with your ex-boyfriend, with your ex-girlfriend? What yeah. was the, the naughtiest thing you did? And we were asking each other questions such as, you know, how many people have you slept with in a 24-hour period? What was your what was your record you know, before we met? And by the way, that's we're going to add that to our podcast questions, and so should you, because that's a great question. <laughs> you know, like it. how many people have you fucked in in one day? That's, I think that's a great question. So we started <laughs> already. A, yeah, we started discussing that, and I was pushed up right up against that jealousy, and so was my wife when I would discuss, you know, my my previous uh, girlfriend, and also my baby mama from before, and then also, you know, just encounters and then she was she would discuss things with me about her her ex and how they would do it in a hot tub and how they would do it several times in a day and I found myself with a huge boner instead of being pissed <laughs> I, I found myself being thinking I, I I wish I could have been there to see some of that uh is he around Can we come <laughs> <back>? <laughs> yeah. no are you guys cool maybe we could find someone else and then so it just came down to we're going to find somebody else. We're not going to revisit people that we've had relationships with because we don't want to mess with that, with the potential drama. But we are just going to find people that are of like mind that have similar interests as us. And so we we found some websites. We signed up for Cassidy. On Cassidy, we're a Latino sexy couple. And so we signed up for that. And we, you know, it took us a while. We didn't do anything with the profile. We just had it set up. And then finally, um, about six months later, we up- uploaded some pictures started developing our profile to where now it's really long, which weeds out the weirdos, the uh, crazies. Yeah. Because they don't want to read or they just refuse (laughs) to read it. Or they can't read it, (laughs) which is great. And so... So we, we, we set it up in sections, right? So if I want to offer a quick tip for some of the listeners, and we've been getting this question recently, and we plan on doing a podcast about it, about, you know, setting up your profiles for success to get more dick and pussy type thing. And so make it scannable, make it readable. So we started doing headlines. So, like, it'll be, like, maybe three or four sentences, and then we'll break it up with a headline. Like, do you have a rape, do you have a rape van? Are we down to fuck on the first date? And then different <laughs> headlines throughout the profile. And then we sit there and elaborate in the text, and then we start saying stuff like, please, you know, you know, don't show up with a bag of dildos without your wife and try to tell us that your wife got sick at the last minute. Shit that actually happened to us. We is all, all over our profile. <laughs> that's, why, that's why it's in our profile, because it's happened to us. So. <laughs> you know what? We yeah, have recently – oh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just... <laughs> no, no, go ahead, Judy. Go ahead. No, we, we have seriously run into that problem of recent where the men will come to us um, for for interest in solo play for me with Chris watching, and they'll say that they're married, and then it's like, oh, but my wife's okay with it, and we're like, okay, well, can we get the okay with, from your wife? And they're like, yes. oh, well, yeah. you know, she, she lets me handle it on her own. I'm like, we're not here to break up marriages, dude. Like, we're here for complete right. consensualness here. So She's we, traveling we right something now. Similar. Exactly. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, a lot of the I, – I want the, a lot of the, the – a lot of the single guys, for those listeners here that are maybe just beginning the journey, a lot of the single guys have become very wise lately, and the single guys are now saying they're married with a permanent hall pass. So just so you know, and then if they do claim to have a, a wife in the mix, a lot of times it's a, it, it's a low-cost hooker that they show up with to the <laughs> restaurant, 
And we've been in that situation where we ask them questions because we fucking, we learn our lesson early <laughs> on. We separate these these motherfuckers and we talk to them individually like, hey, honey, let me get you a drink. Let's get a round of drinks to the table. I'll take the chick and I'll ask her all kinds of questions. And then my lady and I will yeah. reconvene and we'll ask, hey, how many kids do they have? Okay, how old are their children? Okay, what? and then the stories sometimes don't fucking match. Yeah. So we're like, dude, these wow. people don't even know each other. Yeah. Like, they just met. It's common. I mean, you guys have seen these people at the swing clubs, and hey, a lot of swingers, they don't give a shit. If right. the guy's hot, the girl's hot, they'll just, they'll do stuff, right? Well, we require a little bit of a, just a little bit of a better connection. Like, we love married couples. We love couples that have a long-term relationship or even even a, a one-year relationship, but they're really well-developed. Like, we love that shit because we want to be able to hang with them and, and grab cigars or grab drinks or maybe do some vanilla shit and then maybe get right. naked later on. And because who wants to be screening new people all the fucking time? That's that's what's time for all that, right? So I'd rather have some go-to couples. This is what we said early on. Yeah, absolutely. We love couples that have been married and have, maybe have kids. And they have, you know, they're into a lot of similar things that we are because we find, like, married couples, they've got, they've got more to lose. Yeah. So they're less likely right. to, you know, fuck around behind each other's back. They're not just fuck buddies that met in the lifestyle a few months ago, and there's nothing wrong with that if that's what if that's what you're into. But we're looking for people who are committed to each other. Friends first. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, we don't have to oh, have a long term drawn out relationship. No. For like you know, hey, friends first, come over to brunch. No, if you're coming over to brunch, we're gonna fuck. We're gonna do something. <laughs> but um, drink your orange juice. We're going in a hot tub, right? But um, we don't need absolutely <laughs> like. We're not looking for that, hey, we want to be able to go to the library with you and to a movie with you, even though that's cool. But uh, when we say, you know, friends with benefits, in the true sense of the word, like people who we don't, we don't mind, hey, we just fucked, let's go grab a burrito because I require that to recharge my body to, for round two because, you know, I'm not 18 years old anymore. Exactly. Right? I need a torta with horchata and a Gatorade. And a nap. Yeah, you know, you got to do it. <laughs> yeah, we, we 100% agree. I mean, we... We have what we call um, swinger barbecues, especially when the when the weather gets warmer. And we all know what those barbecues mean because we're all friends. And it's like, you're going to come over, you're going to eat your cheeseburger, but then I expect you naked like about an hour and a half later after you digested your food and somewhere in the sense. So that's, that's basically, I mean, we 100% agree. We, we, we love meeting new people, but it's such yes. a tedious process. I mean, we've been in the lifestyle for Four and a half years now, five? Yeah, yeah four and a half years now. And, I mean, it's something that, I mean, we, we've started diving into some horror stories, but I told Chris, I was like, let's not scare our listeners too much at first with some of the, the lessons we've yeah. had so far. I, I will say that's great advice that you guys are giving. Uh, we've come across many couples oh, yeah. where the guy only talks and the wife is never available to talk or yeah. uh, the wife right. is busy, the wife is sleeping. Mm-hmm. We had we actually had a couple recently where the guy wanted to keep camming with us, us, both of us, and not just singling her out, but the wife was always asleep. Yeah. Friends was asleep oh, or we're, we're, in a, we're, we're in a group text message together, but it's always the dude and it's like... Well, yeah. can I talk to your wife for a little bit? Like, I mean, can she say hi one time? I mean, that's all I want. So, <laughs> <laughs> but we, but that's great advice, and that's something that our listeners definitely need to hear. So, um, what was your actual first, you know, swinging experience? How did how did you dive into that? What did you guys decide to do? Well, we had been going to like swing, like nightclubs 
in in our area. Club Joy, Los Angeles. Yeah, and we we actually just went to parties. We never did anything. We would walk around, look at the playrooms, dance, have a drink. We met people, made friends, and then after several months of not doing anything, I was you know I got comfortable with the idea of being there and and actually playing. I I wanted to experience chicks because I wanted to have that sensation. And you know my husband was like, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, let's, let's do, it. do it. And then so we met this couple, our first like swap couple. Right. And that was the first time that I had felt comfortable with the idea of playing with another guy because we had a date with them. We had we met for drinks first, right? Yeah, they were also a pretty new couple, which they was cool. Yes. So it was a clusterfuck because we were newbies <laughs> and so were they. And it was, do you consent? And, like, they wanted me to sign an affidavit and shit. Like, I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Do I need to ask him every time I reach for her? Or, or right. if I, it was just, it was bad. But the beautiful part was that we did meet for drinks first. So we, we did some vanilla dates. Uh, three three vanilla dates mm-hmm. with uh, some visits to the local swing club, and then they said, "Guys, we we want to do a full swap, but is it okay if we start off with a with some soft soft play soft swap?" And we're thinking, "Dude, this is our first experience. You know, shit, anything is good right now. If I can touch a, a foreign <laughs> pussy, not foreign from another land, just foreign it's to different me, different than me, <laughs> different than your wife. <laughs> right. I mean, I love foreign <laughs> pussy from not 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 from this land, and also not belonging. You know, not in my circle." Um, oh, I love it. But here's the thing. <laughs> so we finally we, we ended up we ended up going to the we ended up going to Club Joy, and then we found a playroom. Now we were so freaked out because we had been going, but you know I had this fear of like, dude, someone's gonna come in my eye. I'm gonna get pink eye. Like I I don't want to be in the general population playroom with, exactly. with all the random people, right? <laughs> so we we rented a private room, and this is where they they were they were back then they were renting rooms, and it was like a dollar a minute or something. So the guy oh was like, gosh. yeah, hey, let's go half and half. So we were like, perfect. So it was a private room. Uh, we closed the door. We, there we were. Before you know it, the lady started in action. The guy and me were kind of awkward because we didn't know what, like, you how know. how do you jump in? Yeah, what's the, what's the protocol? Right. I mean, are we, and then I, I was like, well, fuck it. Hey, dude, touch whatever you want. Put your finger wherever <laughs> you want. I'll do the same. And then um, they, they didn't want to fuck. But I, I'll tell you what, though. The girl wanted to fuck. I think she did. And then did. the guy, we always, I don't know. Let me ask you guys a question. Have you found it then that a lot of soft swappers, generally one of them is holding the other back mm-hmm. from the full experience? Have you found that? Yeah. Yes, and I, I yeah, right? we, we've also, we, a lot of the, the soft swap, I mean, we're, we're just like you guys. We're a full swap. Um, and well, we're, I say we're, we're a variety of everything. We're like every flavor of ice cream you want in a sense because we sure. do open relationship and, and full swap, uh, um, swap, soft swap. Um, we have other fantasies where we do solo play while the other one watches. Chris is pretty much right. a cut cold and I'm cut clean. So, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're basically the perfect match for each other in a sense. So, but <laughs> it's, it's the fact that, um, I, I will completely agree with you that a lot of the quote-unquote soft swaps, which I generally chalk up and say, all right, they're newbies and they're starting off with a soft swap, where you, we didn't, you and I didn't start off on a soft swap. We started off on a full swap, like, all right, honey, I'll see you when I see you kind of thing. You know, like, we're, we were very comfortable <laughs> with it. But it's it's literally, I think, the fact that the the other one is reluctantly agreeing to swing, but they only agree to soft swap, and but the other party is probably 
you know, they, they want to go because they're they're constantly looking back at the other one for approval or they're they're readdressing yeah. what their rules are and it's it's such a mood killer in a sense. Like talk about what your rules are in the beginning, communicate those rules to me so I know what I can and cannot do and then we're good. Like let's just stop interrupting the moment to be like, Is this okay? Is this okay? Is this okay? Like no, let's this is what it is. But I hundred percent agree with you, yes. And I'm happy you said that because that's always just us in our area. So. Yeah, that's that's one of my pet peeves is that soft spot can be like so confusing. I mean people have all these rules that you you're you're in your head too much and you can't really enjoy the play because they're always looking at each right. other. And they're distracted. Their focus isn't actually on their play partner. They're just constantly eyeballing each other to make sure they're staying within their limits. Yeah, make sure everything's okay. And then you know what? The issue is a lot of people that we've met throughout probably the past eight months or so, they're avid podcast listeners. And so they're taking advice from like five different podcasts, and each podcast tells them something fucking different. And then you got one right. couple that's like 70 years old that has a podcast that says, oh, you must stay connected during play. And I'm thinking, dude, you've been married for 30 fucking years. You're with a brand new couple. What do you mean stay connected, dude? You can't, you, you can't keep your mouth, your French kiss from your wife of 35 years for five minutes because you have a brand new couple here. What's going on? There's something going on. If you have mm-hmm. to stay, if you every, every two minutes you're interrupting the girl you're supposed to be with to French kiss your wife or to raw dog her a little bit. And then the guy has to eat your wife out and you just raw dogged her, freak came in her. And now the guy's turned off because he's a newbie. And then, so you got these, you got these soft swappers that, like my lady was saying, a little bit confusing, because they're getting advice from a lot of different people, and they end up being very mechanical. We were yeah. with a couple just the other day, and it was a huge boner killer for my lady and, and me both. We, uh, I mean, boner right. not yeah. for her, I mean, <laughs> uh, a virtual boner. Yeah. Um, right. Her, uh, her I know. It got ho- soft. My clip went soft. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, we. It was so mechanical. I mean, I, I've always talked to Chris about this, and I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I haven't really, no one has said I was wrong yet, but I, I don't necessarily think a soft swap generally belongs in, you're not having the full swinging experience. Like, if you're gonna agree to be a swinger, or you wanna at least have that one experience, try to spice it up, let's test it out, cause I'm all for experimentation. You gotta, if you wanna try it to see if you like it, you have to go 100% into it, and I am a big, big believer of if you decide you want to be a swinger, you most likely have to go ahead and communicate with your partner that full swap is the way to go. I mean, that's, that's just my personal opinion. I just think soft swap, there's so many roles, there's so many things, and I get into my own head because I'm thinking, okay, wait, what am I not allowed to do? What can I do? Wait, what? I don't want to piss off the wife. Like, wait a minute, what can I do? And now I'm like, this shouldn't be so mechanical. I should be able to get naked, ride the dick, or get pounded from behind, and, you know, go go with that. (laughs) Yeah, and I noticed, I mean, I noticed myself thinking when, like, we were in a, say, a soft swap situation, and I would look down and the guy was like constantly looking over at his chick I would think oh my god am I attractive enough is he interested in me I'm like I'm thinking right. you've got this hot chick right right underneath you <laughs> right above you yeah but you're not paying any attention to me so because he's I, policing the other shit yeah. going on you need to focus dude <laughs> so my so my you know excitement and enjoyment just kind of went down the drain and I don't know my I think my pussy dried up a little bit because I was like well what the fuck can I can I finish um what what my lady's alluding to right now is the very first couple that we were telling you about that we soft swapped with at the club we soft swapped again and then we got a room 
Uh, we got a room twice. One again, one was uh, supposed to be just another soft swap, which which was meant to get us closer to the full swap. And we did that. We hit the hot tub, went up to the room, made drinks, put candles and all that shit. You know, try to create a nice vibe. And then on our night of our full swap, the dude, exactly what my lady is describing, mm-hmm. kept looking over to his chick who was so turned on. She wanted to fuck from the very beginning, by the way. And little, little young, hottie, white girl, my favorite, man. She was like, <laughs> oh, she, she, was, she was amazing in every way. And, uh, you know, real pretty. But also, and, yeah, and, and, she's cute. Yeah, and also, uh, you know, young. You know, I think she was like 24, 25 yeah, or something. I'm super shit. excited about everything. Oh, she was like, she, yeah. So anyway, from the very beginning, she wanted to fuck. She was down to fuck. That night, on the, on the night of our full swap, the motherfucker couldn't keep his eyes off of her. And th- later he explained that it was that whole compersion thing where he was just admiring her. But my lady got pissed at him because she was thinking, hey, dude, you got me here. You need to focus. This is your wife. This is your lady. You've been together for a long-ass time. Let her do her shit, dude. And um, so my lady started trying to bring him back to her for that play because we had mm-hmm. a room with two beds. So th- right. that's we were just side by side, which was ideal. I think the secret would have been uh, to, to have disappeared and just at least been in separate rooms so that he could focus. Yeah. But we were newbies and we weren't ready right. for that anyway. But the um, that night, he called her into the bathroom twice to have a, a quote-unquote conversation about boundaries and limits and what he wanted to see and all that shit. And the, the second time they went into the bathroom, this fucker came out in tears. They had an argument. He was crying. Uh, they fucking, they bolted from the room. They left. This this dude stole my fucking kettle chips. <laughs> he took my bag of chips. Now, look, I wanted, I, 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 look, I wanted to fuck his chick. That's the truth, okay? But nothing hurts me more, I know. a Mexican guy, than you steal someone's chips, right? And the, yeah, this, this is a $7 premier version, not the, yeah, not the, the Walmart bag. one. Yeah, the not the Walmart bag. ones that have the similar flavor. <laughs> this is the sea, uh, sea salt and vinegar. Right. And in such a rush, (laughs) these guys were in such a rush to collect their two bottles of alcohol that they had brought and their their snacks that they I don't think it was a mistake. They just grabbed a bunch of shit. He knew what he was doing. They just they left, man. And then so we met up with them a little bit later. And then they basically said, told us that they were going to reevaluate whether they were going to get married. They were engaged at the time that uh, they were still questioning their relationship. And I'm thinking, dude, all right, well, fuck it. We're going to find another couple and ruin their relationship, too. (laughs) Move on next. (laughs) Well, Aaron, I will definitely be thinking of you this Saturday when I'm eating all my chips on my my Cinco de Mayo pub crawl and eating all the chips and everything. So I'm going to remember this story as I'm eating my chips and guacamole and everything. (laughs) But I mean, the chips hurt. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, we, I, I, I completely understand. I mean, we, we recently played with a couple. At, we actually went to the club and played with them in that scenario about two or three weeks ago. And when the the boyfriend, they weren't married, but they were together for a while, the boyfriend went to the bathroom. You know, I always talk to the females because I feel like if I talk to them and I'm like, I mean, plus I'm all about friendship. So I'm like, hey, I, I like to talk right. to everybody. And I, you know, I'm talking to her, and she is, you know, she heard our podcast, and she was asking about, you know, our children and stuff. And I don't necessarily talk a lot about them when I'm obviously in a swinging environment, but, I, you know, I, I felt maybe I was making her more comfortable. And she pro- basically confessed to us, hey, I really want children, but, 
you know, so-and-so, the gentleman, does not want to have kids, and I don't know what to do. And it turns into this whole thing of, like, well, listen, lady, are you guys sure you guys want to swing? Because you guys right. aren't even on the same page about kids right now. Like, I don't right. understand. No, and, and like, definitely what if she got speaking pregnant? on that. Yeah. They wouldn't know who but, uh, it was. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking on that female, she was one that was not big on kissing, and we're avid listeners to your podcast. We heard on the first episode that you guys brought up the whole kissing thing. Some people yeah. are willing to, to <laughs> suck your dick but not kiss you. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? I, I just think it's crazy that, that you'll, you're willing to let me, or, or I'm sorry, you want to give oral to my to my man, but you don't want him kissing me on your lips. And we're not even talking like a French yeah. kiss. There's any kiss in general, it's a peck on the lips. Like, she was totally anti that, but she was willing to go down on a guy. I just, if you have, if you guys have thoughts on that, you can share with our listeners. We would love that. Oh, sure. I, I don't, I don't really understand that boundary myself. I love to kiss personally. So if somebody yeah. said they couldn't kiss, I would respect that, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't enjoy it that much. It would take away from your total experience. It, it would. And I feel like if you're a good kisser, it's going to be a gauge of, how hot and sexy the play is going to be or how good you get, how good the guy gives oral because that seems to right. be a bit of a pattern right the tongue, the like, tongue, the so tongue use if, if there's good chemistry because kissing like kissing is kind of like a two-way dance in a way for me you've got to you know be able to move with your partner and if there's good chemistry that way then there's a good chance that the rest of the play is hotter so i love to kiss i am open to it if your dick is going to be in my mouth then I would totally kiss you. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I just feel like it's a good segue, too. Like, you know, you're, you're, you don't want the moment to be rushed. I mean, some people only get to play once a month or whatever their schedules, you know, allocate for them to be able to do that. You know, you don't want it to be like, okay, I waited 30 days for this moment, and now we're just going to go right into it. I feel like it's a, it's a nice time consumer. It's a nice, you know, segue into what's going to happen. And I, when you, when I heard that on your episode, I was like, yes, I said, I was like, I can't believe someone else related to this because I was so, it was the first time we had heard this. I was like, Wait a minute. You'll do everything. You'll do anal. Even I mean, the girl was even. You can do anal and blah blah. And I'm like, but, you, but but lip on lip is is not okay. She's like, well, I really have to get to know you more. And I'm like, but wait a minute. His dick will be in your ass. Like I I still don't understand. This, but I I was I was so happy to hear like another couple because I thought we were the odd ones out. So I'm like. Uh well maybe we're like maybe it's more intimate but I is it more intimate key like don't you want to have that connection with another couple or or a person but okay whatever but um I mean you guys have been in this for a year and a half and from that first experience how do you guys think you have grown from that first experience I mean obviously you're, you're still in the lifestyle so your experiences have gotten better so or else you wouldn't be in it oh yeah <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> we went so we. We've gotten so much closer as a couple. I mean, I think it's made our relationship a lot stronger. Um, and but as far like definitely as a couple, we've grown and gotten better. Our communication is better. Our trust is amazing. And then our play has also grown. 
from that soft swap experience. So we've gotten more comfortable with different play scenarios too. Uh, just Good. from from soft swap to full swap, we've done you know separate room. We had a separate room experience that was hot. Yeah, that we, was have, one of my right. we haven't done that a lot, but fuck, I loved it, dude. <sighs> that was like the best shit ever. And I'll tell you why. Let me tell yeah. these listeners something. You, your listeners are about to get a good nugget here because uh, <laughs> let me tell you something. There, there's an epidemic in the world, not just the lifestyle, of guys who have plumbing issues where the dick doesn't quite work all the time. Yeah. And a lot of times it, it's not just stage fright slash anxiety slash fear of the unknown slash fear of like, hey, my wife, is she going to judge me? Is this girl She's super hot. Can I live up to her standards? It's just a lot of mind games. So that'll mess with your uh, your physiology. But here's the deal. You can eliminate all the anxiety, all the mind games, all the timing issues. Oh, dude, that guy's railing my wife right now. I got to hurry up and get a boner. Well, you're not you're defeating it because now you're going to have a harder time if you try to force it, right? So a lot of the right. issues that are out there with men can be quickly alleviated by just get the fuck out of the eye shot. Like, just yeah. stay in the room, but don't be observing each other constantly. That way, you're not having to keep track of the time and, like, oh, my God, they're over there fucking, you know, like rabbits. And I- I'm still in oral because I'm a lover and I want to take my time and I like to please. You know, there's a lot of guys who are givers, right? I- I'm one of those dudes. Right. I love to just take my time. But um, the whole timing issue, a lot of guys, a lot of those mechanical couples – they, they, a lot of them say to each other, we are going to match our level of play. Yeah. If you're oral, I'll be oral. If you're 69ing, I'll do a 69. When you start fucking, when I see him roll the condom on, I'll roll the condom on. And then so you're doing this whole mechanical shit, and all of a sudden, all you have to do is relax a little bit. You know, don't be so freaked out. You know, have trust right. in your partner and don't fucking go in a private scenario play if some if you don't really like someone or know them. Yeah. Because if you're so freaked out that they're going to steal your fucking, like for us, our Bluetooth speaker, we thought people, you know, we don't want to hang out with certain types because we we're afraid that they're going to, they might want to rob us and shit, right? So we had like firearms with right. us and stuff, like in our room. <laughs> yeah. We're like, we, we, all, we both had guns and shit. Right. Well, we carry because, you know, we, we have concealed carry permits. Mm-hmm. So, um. That's something we. That's something we like. But um, so we we'd have it anyway. But uh, we're like, dude, it's yeah. gonna be ready just in case some shit. <laughs> so in case some shit goes down here. But so he, here was um, here's the moral of the uh, of this particular lesson for your listeners. It's very important because if you can just get yourself to relax a little bit, mm-hmm. your play session is going to be so much more nicer, so much more beautiful, right. especially if you're not trying to match every damn thing. And, you know, and, and I get it. They listen to it on a podcast or, you know, they, they, they heard it someplace yeah. or in an article and uh, now they're trying it out. But um, I, I'm not recommending separate rooms to them if they're not ready for that. But just know that that separate room encounter for us was amazing because we said, hey, mm-hmm. when you're done, just come out to the living room. And then there was no time limit. Like, I don't have to match the dude. So we took our time. They took their time. I ended up in the hot tub with a gal again. And so did my lady was over there making drinks. And they were just kind of walking around. Everyone was nude. But the, the time constraint was off the table, which made it wonderful. So just big tip for you guys listening in there. You might want to try, you know, not being so damn rigid and just relaxing a little bit. And then that, that plumbing issue many times will disappear because yeah. there, there will be no more anxiety. Absolutely. I mean, that's great advice. No, a- absolutely. Just do what you're there to do. And then when you guys are done, you can convey in the living room and have a drink. Yeah. You know, that's how, that's right. I mean, we're all about making friends in this lifestyle as well and making long-term play partners that come over for parties and barbecues and 
we already know why we're here. We're here to fuck at some point, <laughs> but we can yeah. also go sit sure. in the living room and have a drink and place play some pool. Have, have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. That's right. Yeah, now, you guys are, sound cool. You, you sound guys... like we'd have a great time. No, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Finish your statement. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. What I was going to say, um, you guys sound real cool because, you know, we're the same way. Yeah. Uh, many times, if we're in a play scenario and I want to take a rest or I want to take a breather, maybe I don't want to come so fast, you know, I'll sit it out for a little bit and, and go refill my drink and I'll just walk out of the room and leave a threesome happening. I don't give a shit, right? And yeah. There's trust there. Yeah. I mean, sure. and what's going to happen? These couples have already been pre-screened. We've already chatted with them. We've already hung out with them. What, you know, what's the worst that can happen? I'm going to have to come and Krav Maga motherfucker in the throat? <laughs> you know, no big deal, right? That's, that's no problem. But my, my lady can uh, take care of herself. So by the time I get back to the room, if, the, if he disrespects my lady, he'll be too busy trying to shove his fucking yeah. eye sock, his eyeball into his eye socket, um, you know, or, you know, cover his throat from the bleeding. <laughs> exactly. But, um, uh, so I'm not worried that my lady can take care of herself. So I'll leave, you know, and I'll sit it out and I'll walk, take a little walk and I'll, you know, do my own thing. And you guys, the fact that you said that is really amazing because sometimes you, you, you just want to do that, man. Just prolong the session or maybe if you're in between rounds and you're just kind of chilling. That's amazing, man. I, mean, you, you, I think people uh, would, would have a better time because our, our encounters in large part have been like fucking transactions. Like, okay, we fucked. We matched each other pretty good. Yeah. Oh, we kind of came almost at the same time. Okay, high five. Okay, <laughs> we're going to leave now, guys. Like, we're going to leave now. And then for us, it's, for us, it's kind of a blessing. We're like, good, get the fuck out of here because now I can eat my beef jerky. Now I can fart. I've been holding in a gas pain. <laughs> you can, you can, what, you can what, eat your, you can eat your chips that you've been wanting your chips. No, no, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely, uh, we, we've noticed a lot in this lifestyle. It's very robotic and everybody's very, Alright, so we're we're gonna fuck and then uh we're gonna do this and then we're gonna leave. It's like they got it all scripted out and I'm this how do you script it out? You just kinda yeah, with the work with, with the flow, like let let it happen naturally, let's like that's more sensual to me. Like let's do what we have to do. Let's if you need like a cocktail or two, especially if I know you, once I know you and we've played before and it's consensual, I don't care if you get hammered at my house. Like let's get hammered and have, you know, talking yeah. crazy. I mean we we Snapchatted a video the other day of a threesome in the bed, and, and everyone was like going crazy about like, oh my god, I'm like yeah, well, well, too much, you know, Jack Daniels, and <laughs> this is how you end up in a sense. So we were obviously overplaying that one, but we it, we 100 percent agree. Like you shouldn't be be scripting it out. I mean, just let it happen, man. That's what you got to do. <laughs> yeah, we feel like I mean I've seen this happened before like every session every play session can can my lady share a tip here for oh. the for the newbies as well sure. and for yeah. for everyone in general yeah Absolutely. this is this is pretty this is pretty damn important i think for and you guys are getting good shit um also because <laughs> you guys are very knowledgeable you understand this but sometimes when you're doing your own podcast you have the the theme in your head and you, you kind of, you, you're on the phone with other podcasters, so it's kind of nice that you have this other scattered brain over here in Los Angeles who, who wants to help the newbies out there as well, right? So this is a great tip that's going to help out uh, some of the newbies. Go ahead, Sridi. Yeah, so my tip is that every play session has a time limit. And this, this really applies for a lot of newbies. Uh, you know, there, there might be a point in the play session where somebody ends up reacting. You know, they see their partner having fun, 
like getting pleasure by someone else and they start to freak out or, or, and this has happened. I've encountered this about half the time in a play session or a little over half the time where the guy's dick doesn't get hard or it gets hard for like a second right. and he can't maintain an erection. And, so and his, he'll want to stop playing. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, so it's not the same time. There's no like specific timer on it, but you know, you should just, if you're going to start playing, you should get, get to the action and, and not try to pace each other like you were saying before. I mean, it's just, yeah, the time limit thing is, is very true. Let me add to that. Yeah. The time limit is important because this is a topic we're going to cover extensively later on, but we, we thought it was important to say here, what we mean by time limit is not that it's, it, you know, it's counting down till like some disaster, but I'll, I'll give you an example for us. I like to take my time, right? You know, the quintessential fucking Latin lover, right? Two and a half hour, <laughs> slow, oral, you know, start with anal, end with anal. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, um, but, you know, like, I, I noticed in the beginning I wanted to take my sweet time because I, I, I thought to myself, I have this beautiful woman in front of me. I, I know her enough to know that she's fucking hot. She's smart. Let me give her a good time. Let me enjoy this time. And then the guy comes in 10 fucking minutes and he's putting his clothes on oh. and he wants to get the fuck out. Yeah. So I, I found out after several sessions, dude, got to get to the money right away. Got to start doing shit right away. And uh, right. and even then, it's it's because you don't know at any time someone like, uh, dude, I'm not going to share it here because, you know, you talked earlier about uh, people abreact and like we don't want to be too negative and too harsh on the newbies. We don't mm. want to scare them away in yeah. essence. But you, you and I, you guys and us, we're realistic. I, I, I've right. heard other podcasters, they, they've sent us messages, private messages, kind of scolding us saying, hey, don't use these kind of words on your podcast titles. Don't, you know, you probably shouldn't dwell on these topics. They, they got on us on our topic of pet peeves where we complain about shit, right. like brush your fucking teeth, have a tongue scraper, fucking don't shower in the morning for a 9 o'clock p.m. play date. Shower two minutes before you fucking leave the door for that nighttime play date, right? <laughs> you know, be fresh. Right. And then, so they got on our ass right. about uh, don't please don't be negative. Right. Please don't be negative about the lifestyle. I'm thinking, dude, I'm not negative. I'm just telling you how it is. I want someone to be fresh. Don't fucking shower at seven in the morning if we're gonna meet at eight p.m. <laughs> and you're gonna go to work all fucking day, and you and then you and then we're gonna you're gonna go directly from work to the room and we're gonna play. Come on, dude. You know. So we we said that. So it's not a negative thing. It's just a gentle no. and friendly reminder <laughs> that for for no, the people I, that I, are out there, when you engage in a play session, get to it. Start yeah. doing shit. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we 100% agree with you. And we're, we're probably one of the fewer, um, podcasters that would, you know, not scold you for that because in all honesty, I feel your, I mean, I, I, I didn't really get scolded, but I, we had someone reach out because I, obviously Chris and I, we do an array, an array of different type of play. And lately I've been searching for a single guy. And I will tell you that that search, while Chris has had four vaginas in one week, because what used to be the whole unicorn was hard to find of the single female, Chris must be right. a pussy magnet because he has right. found four <laughs> women. Um, I didn't think finding a single guy would be as difficult, but to be honest with you, it, it has proven to be, you know, and I've gone on at least two rants our last, our last two podcasts. I mean, not long rants, but... Before we right. got into our you topic that we, we decided to go into, I went on to two rants of, of lecturing single guys on just because I'm a swinger and, yes, I'm a short fuck does not mean that you can cream pie me or does not give you the right to tell me how it's going to be and and does not give you the right or, to treat me a 
certain way. <laughs> just the fact that you're going to just, hey, we're going to meet up at the bar and we're going to go right and fucking. No. Yeah, like, I, I would like to make sure, sure. that you're right. not a Craigslist killer and you're not going to kill me in the middle of the night while we go back to the room, you know, that type of thing. So, and I, I had also, someone had reached out to me and was like, you know, I wouldn't be as negative as you are right now with it. And I'm like, but I'm being realistic. I think this is something that single guys who want to be in this, you know, to them, it's an amazing lifestyle. Orgies and couples and, and sex oh, yeah. or anything like that. I I think that they need to understand that once you get that golden key to come into this lifestyle, Correct. you need to put a little bit of work into it. And we're not asking for much. We're asking for respect and we're asking for, you know, open-mindedness and, and to abide by the rules that are set by the couple. So we 100% agree with you. Sure. If this is what... If this is what you want and you have a particular taste and style in couples or or what your preference is, that's your damn given right to have that. Who are we to tell you, no, don't say that, don't do that? Me as a listener, I'm listening to your experiences. I'm listening to your preferences. I'm not generalizing it as a whole for every fucking swinger. So those people that reached out to you and told you not to do that at night. I, I don't know if it's people that we're friends with, but I'm going to say fuck it because it's something that I don't agree with. I think that we're all here to share our own personal experiences, our own personal ones and views. That's right. That's yeah. Right. And you don't, you don't want to feel like you have to run a criminal check and a, and a fucking credit <laughs> check on the single guy that you're going to meet up with. If, but if he gives you that vibe, <laughs> then it's probably a red flag that you shouldn't be screwing around with him. But, you know, we we say these things, like we talk about our pet peeves or we talk about, hey, how would you how would you talk to a single guy? It's not all rosy. Single men or single chicks or other people, they need to understand their their role in your place, right. in your relationship. But other people Absolutely. also need to know how to screen for screen them and vet them and what to look for, what kind of questions to ask. So they don't have any, I mean, they might have a negative experience, but you can save them a lot of heartache and a lot of arguments because you mentioned something that they didn't, they weren't aware of and that they'll do now moving forward. Right. They wouldn't Absolutely. have known about it at all yeah. until they experienced it. Right. So you, I believe you've helped several people by letting them know about your experiences. So yeah, keep doing it, man. Absolutely. Share your um, Absolutely. My my next question is a little odd question that you probably wouldn't get asked by many swingers, but I I can ask it because I am very um, I'm very body positive um, um, energy, especially of recent just just because of of some things that I have seen and whatnot. And I mean we're we're big we're big health advocates. Uh, we we you know work out and everything like that. But my question to both of you, and I'm I'm interested to hear the the man side and the female side of, you know, I, I listen to your podcast. I understand that you guys listen. You guys want what you want, and we totally absolutely we support it and we respect it. What is your your I would say advice to someone who might not be like let's just say a curvy girl. You're you're at a sex club and a curvier girl or a thicker girl walks in. I mean, how how does that girl gain confidence when she's around beautiful sexy women and same with a, a guy if a guy is a little bit more of a thicker you know gentleman who might not be you know Channing Tatum walking into the walking into the sex club I mean how do we promote this type of I mean are, is this like you know a type of couple that you know other swingers would be friends with but they might not play with and and 
Do other fellow swingers respect the confidence level of someone that's like this? I mean, how do you how do you guys approach or engage someone that might be, you know, maybe trying to approach you to both in play but are not necessarily what you're necessarily attracted to? You know what, babe? I'm going to let you start off on this one. Yeah. Okay, so here's the first thing. Uh, first and foremost, I, the lifestyle brings up your stuff, okay? In our next episode, we're going to talk about how the lifestyle is like high school and how your stuff is going to come up again when you start dating again, when it's new again, this time as a couple, not puppy love anymore, you know, in, in high school, college and stuff. And uh, right. what, we, what we're going to talk about is uh, the advice we're going to give you now for all the listeners out there. Own your shit, okay? Be confident. People may have won the genetic lottery. That means that they're skinny, and they've been skinny since they were kids, and so they don't have to do much work to look fit. They might not be healthy inside. Their organs may be shit, but they may look okay, uh, according to what Hollywood says a pretty girl is supposed to look like or how much they should weigh. Here's what we found. Mm-hmm. The confidence level in the lifestyle is amazing. Um, I have I have seen girls of all shapes, of all sizes, of all ages, just work it and be super happy. And that's why we're drawn to the lifestyle because it's so transparent. Uh, you go to work yeah. at a corporate job, you can't talk about the same things or you'll get sent up to HR or fired if you say something that's borderline what you would say normally to a swinger, right? The stuff you talk right. about at swing clubs and shit. You, you can't do that. So the lifestyle allows you to be your own unique individual again and it allows you to shine through again. And a lot of people have been sheltered in in the normal vanilla life so that when they come into Swingerville and Swingland and it, it might take them a little while to reclaim their confidence, their self-esteem, what we call the constellation of emotions, which is you're bombarded with the does he like me? Will he like me? Does he like my hair color? Does he like my body type? Is my fupa too well developed? He has no fupa. Hello, fupa. Everyone has a fupa. Uh, just some fupas are more well developed than others, right? right. So it's Friday and right. my fupa knows it. Go work it, dude. So here's the thing, <laughs> guys, too. We recently, <laughs> we recently read into this uh, with a guy who said we were about to meet uh, this couple, the girl super hot, the guy probably you know six two, like close to three hundred pounds, sent us a message and said, "I saw your friends on Cassidy, and we saw your validations on Cassidy. I want to let you know that we're not like supermodel types." And now look, I went back and I said, "You need to stop that shit, dude, mm-hmm. because what, what's attractive about you has nothing to do with your physique." We like you because right. you guys are fucking funny. We like you because you're fucking right. awesome people. Yeah. You're committed. You have children. And we also, you know, we knew a little bit about them. So we had talked about them. So my lady was super turned on by his line of work. Okay? So at this right. point, my lady doesn't give a fuck what he looks like. She's just turned on that this guy's a, a badass motherfucker in his job, right? Yeah. <laughs> She's just, you know, a man in, let's just say a man in uniform. Okay? Yes. She loves, and I'm not talking about, you know, Taco Bell uniform. All right? Not That's just different. Have a <laughs> yeah, no, no. A, a hero type person, yeah. okay? So my lady's already turned on by that. She could give a shit about his size, weight, none of that stuff, okay? You, you know, so I already told the guy, and I, I broke it down for him, and I said, look, my lady's attracted to you. 
based on who you are as a spirit, motherfucker. So listen closely. Don't ever fucking mention that <laughs> shit again about physique because we like you guys for who you are, man. We like you guys for how you communicated with us. You actually read our profile. Mm-hmm. You you repeated some of our jokes to us. Yeah. You guys are real people, man. We love that shit. It's so difficult to find someone who even reads the profile completely but instead sends you a dumbass one-liner. Yo, what y'all doing tonight? You know, hey, y'all want to fuck tonight? <laughs> Dude, they they wrote us a long ass paragraph, you know, a long ass email, and from the beginning we were attracted. So yeah. let's let's go back to your your original question. The curvy girl, we appreciate it, we love it. Okay. Yes. Um, all sizes. Right. It doesn't even matter. Okay. The dude that maybe is not as fit as he would like to be, uh, according to uh, you know societal standards or Hollywood uh, right. fucking magazine standards, um, right. we're not perfect either. My lady will tell you that she hasn't weighed you know uh, one one twenty since when, sweetie? When, when, when? kindergarten? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm curvy. I consider myself curvy, and I you know I've actually gained so much confidence being in the lifestyle. I, uh, you know, I was kind of like a tomboy, but I dress sexier now. I'm, I'm better at flirting because I know my perception of what I thought guys were attracted to, which would be, you know, let's say the supermodel. That's not true. The cheerleader. The cheerleader type of chick. I've seen men whose wives were very slender, very petite, and they were absolutely attracted to me. And I was like, okay, well, they, they want something different. I just like big booties. Oh yeah. Too, yeah, I got big booty, and they like that. So I've, <laughs> I've actually, I've, I've changed my perception of myself, and what I'm attracted to the most is confidence. That goes right. a long way. So if men and women are confident, they come up and say hello. They have a good sense of humor. They can carry on a conversation. Right. They're smiling. They look happy. They just have a dynamic personality. That's going to stand out a lot more than. If you have a six-pack. Yeah, and you have well-developed biceps, and who gives a shit about that? Listen, a lot of the guys that we know that are built, they're broke as fuck. So what what do you want? You want the guy with a really good body that works out three hours a day because he has no fucking job? Or and he's going to make a big deal out of covering the tab at the bar? Or he's going to try to maybe order water because he's on some kind of restrictive fucking diet? And uh, everyone's drinking except him, so he's the only one, you know, not taking the jokes and shit. So, look, there's extremes. To everything, right? Like the super hot right. model, bod type girl and, and guy. We've met with these people too. Yeah. And I found that I don't really like it because they're sitting there drinking their fucking green protein shake while I'm drinking a fucking old fashioned, getting hammered. And they're over there eating their fucking kale from their little um, ISO bag, you know, because you have to eat every two hours. And I'm like, dude, this is not fun, dude, because you, you don't strike me as someone who can let go. So right now, um, I'm looking at you eat every fucking one, an hour and 59 minutes. Or your fucking your uh, yeah. your keto levels or whatever whatever that's called <laughs> it go, go you know goes off. But uh, what's what's gonna happen when we're in the sack and uh, and and, w- and we're we're doing shit and I'm with your lady? You know, are you gonna be fucking looking at my pecs to see how well developed they are compared to yours, or are you gonna be Absolutely. paying attention to my lady how you should be? Absolutely, and I mean I to, I bring this up only because I don't even want to call myself an advocate because I feel like an advocate is such an important word and I'm really not important like that, but not only my advocate for making the abnormal normal, making this lifestyle what it should be, but I myself am a curvy girl, and before I started my lifestyle journey, I was considered a plus-size girl, and when I remember the first time that I went to my swinging uh, club, and I was 
so self-conscious and everything because I was like, oh, my right. God, here are these girls in, in gorgeous lingerie, and they're, like, half the size of me. Who who the F is going to want me in this? And, and now it's going to ruin it for my husband because my husband's going to think that nobody wants me in a sense. And it was actually completely the opposite because, you right. know, we had our first experience. We had what we had. We went back the next day, and I said – or not the next day. It was the next time we went, and I said, fuck this. If I'm going to – if I'm going to go to this experience, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to own it because I'm obviously paying the money to come to this club and have this experience. I'm just going to do it yeah. and fuck it. You know, if these people don't like me, then I'll never have to see these people ever again. And the lifestyle from that from that moment on and the attention I got was something that I am probably eternally grateful for because it gave me the confidence to, well, you know what? I could, I can get into a little bit more shape, obviously. Let, let's do this. Let's, let's make it and see what else we can do and how much more confidence I can get in that. But I've had a lot of, um, our, our listeners, a lot of the, the, the wives that come to me and they go, I, I don't want to get naked in front of a group of people or I'm, I'm, I don't want to get naked in an orgy because, you know, I, we had one couple that went to Naughty New Orleans and she said the majority of the people were drop dead gorgeous and she's sitting in the circle time for the orgy and she's like, I'm literally sitting there like, I don't deserve a place to be in here. And I don't want that for, for the newbie swingers or anything. I want them to be like, I want them to understand that there are people that while maybe someone might not play necessarily with you right then and there, we all accept and and welcome whatever body type, whatever you are. You're sexy no matter what, and there's plenty of people for every single person in this lifestyle. Yeah, I, I, we really feel like sexy, being sexy is more like a state of mind. There's no right. one particular body type, no one particular height. I mean, that people are attracted to. We've we've actually we've gotten so much comfortable, so much more comfortable in our own skin. And we still work on ourselves, obviously. But I think that accepting yourself is is a big step in personal growth that happens in the lifestyle. You really learn to accept who you are, and you really learn to consider yourself as an attractive person and somebody that sure. other people are attracted to and want to get to know. Yeah, we have uh, – I want to mention this for the – for the people that are maybe struggling with their identity, we we have a thing that we're going to be talking about in another podcast called getting into character. And uh, mm-hmm. maybe you've heard it like getting into, like when we do a lot of firearms training, right? Mm-hmm. So my lady's out there shooting with Secret Service guys, FBI guys, and they're doing drills, shoot houses. One of the things they say before they begin a drill is like, okay, motherfuckers, get into character. Get into character right now. We're, this is our objective. And we're about to kick this door down. This is our objective, right? So it's called getting right. into character. For many reasons, you, uh, lifestylers need to get into character because if someone's self-conscious and their self-esteem is suffering, it can uh, it can be misconstrued as being not interesting, being not interested, being a boring person, being yeah. someone who's self-conscious. Right. And no one wants to mess right. with the the, the quote-unquote loser-minded person, right? Think about, you know, the high school, the guy who, like, no one wanted to hang out with because he was so negative, like, no one likes me, no one wants to be my friend. And you're like, dude, stop, stop thinking that way. Just go fucking start playing basketball with those guys they're all going to be your friends within a few games dude and so the thing is with the uh, with, with the newbies get out there uh, own it love yourself because if people will people will pick up on your energy like i can sense when someone's nervous i can sense right. we have something called the indecent proposals 
syndrome. And that's one of our leather-bound perverted dictionary (laughs) terms. And uh, we can sense when someone's about to get super jealous. Uh, We can sense when someone's about to, uh, you know, and and people will pick up, as humans, we pick up on energy. And make no mistake, you're having a spiritual connection with people because you're spiritual beings having a human existence. So what happens is that because we're so receptive to people's energy, not just us, you know, Priory Society podcast, I'm talking about everybody, every human. You know, you, you know that fucking creepy guy at the Christmas party from the office wants to hug you and press his dick onto your fucking pussy. You know that's creepy as fuck. You don't like the guy. You, you sense that he wants something more. We, we all pick up on that. And so you, you want to be ultra confident so that your energy isn't uh, misrepresented as something else, okay? Because someone else right. with similar low confidence issues may say, hey, I love this girl's type. I love her, you know, her nice ass. It's fucking awesome. My lady has a little shitty one, you know, one-handed fucking, I can grab the whole ass with one hand. I want something robust. I want something to smother me. I want that ass, right? And so if, if someone says, I want that ass, and then the girl's like, well, uh, I'm, I'm so... I'm not good looking. I'm not so skinny. And then uh, if they don't say that, but the guy might think, oh, dude, she's not even interested in me. And so there you have it. We always say in the lifestyle, it's a constant battle of confidence, self-esteem, limiting beliefs, Mm -hmm. and your shit, all your stuff. And so it's your constant battle of your own internal dialogue, but it's also your constant battle with everyone else's bullshit that they're dealing with in their mind. And so you want to make it easy to convey to others, hey, let me raise my hand. I'm interested. I'm here for a reason. I'd like to be with you. I'm in, let me smile a lot. Let me tell you that I'm interested in you. And just make it super simple so that things can happen. Because once you have your first few experiences, and I think you guys will also attest to this, once you have your first few experiences, that drives your confidence level through the roof, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Especially as a female on the lifestyle. I mean, no offense to you men. I really don't want to come off sexist here because I'm I'm literally the epitome of equal opportunity here. So please don't take this out of context. But I think that I mean we're as women we're we're a little bit more scrutinized, especially being naked than than a man. I mean I I, I might be a different female. I don't necessarily judge a man by the size of his dick or anything like that. I judge by how he uses it, and I judge by what he does to me and how attentive he is to me elsewhere in a sense like that. I just feel like when we're when we're taking our clothes off sometimes, it's a little bit – it can be a little bit more – not in our lifestyle. I'm just saying in a sense that – Outside of it, a woman is scrutinized for how big her tits are, how is her ass, does she have stretch marks, does she have a belly, does she have this, whereas more women are a little bit more accepting of that. And But in this lifestyle, in the swinging lifestyle, I can 100% attest to once you get those few experiences under your belt, it is such an empowering moment of a female. I mean, I have never felt more empowered or more sexy with my hips and my ass and my Big old titties, as I call them, as I'm sure people have seen them on Twitter. And it's like I have literally never felt more empowered being naked in front of someone because it's I felt completely 100% accepted. And that's something that, you know, I wanted to express to our listeners who, you know, maybe that's one of the things that they're really maybe stopping them from doing this with their husband or themselves or anything of that nature because there's the whole body image, and I want them to know that body image doesn't necessarily, the, the whole body image crisis doesn't necessarily exist in the swinger lifestyle because everyone is so transparent, as you said, and everyone is so welcoming and opening to everybody in a sense. Yeah, I 
I agree with you on that, and I feel I feel the same way because I think people's body image, their hang-ups, they're just in their head. I mean, if you right. you go to a meet and greet or you go to a lifestyle club and you think, oh, my butt's too big or whatever it is, my tits are too small, and you meet this couple, you're chit-chatting, and the guy kind of, you know, you guys kind of start getting closer to each other because there's chemistry, and he puts his hand on your shoulder or his arm around your waist. He's attracted to you. Right. Don't don't Absolutely. start thinking in your head. You you got to stop saying, "Oh my butt's big." I don't know if he's gonna like me. He likes you, okay? <laughs> yeah, just give him a safe <laughs> word. Yeah. Just, just make sure he has a safe word when you sit on his face. You know what I mean? Because you're gonna because you're gonna get up, get up all on it, dude. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, so guys, I mean, we we really just have one more kind of topic we'd like to briefly go over. Um, obviously, if you've listened to our podcast, we um we're we're big on 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 trying to make the abnormal normal. Um. So Chris actually had a question he wanted to ask you guys. No. Um. So you guys have been great, and we appreciate you guys coming on. Um. We are big on the trying to, like you said, the abnormal normal. Do you guys have you guys come out to anybody? Does anybody that your like family or friends? Does anybody know the fun you guys have in life? <laughs> I have one friend that knows that we've gone to like club joy and we go to meet and greets and we meet with friends all the time, but I haven't. She knows. Any she knows because they work together and she yeah. used to go to club joy as a single chick. She did. Yeah. So she knows. <laughs> She's been out of it for a while, but she totally understands. Yeah. But I just don't spill the, you know, I don't spill details about our dates or anything, but, but babe, you, someone in, in our family, very close to you, no? <laughs> yeah. My mom knows, dude. Like, my mom knows. Like, uh, wait, let me, wait, let me Errors. tell. Let me. Errors, I need to know this because we have a plan that by the end of this year. Now, Chris wants to do it at the Christmas table dinner. He wants to bring, like, our ah. girlfriend with us to Christmas <laughs> and, and announce it. Because, I mean, I we've, we've come out to a few friends, a few friends, and, and that's from our journey coming out. But my have a, brother knows. His brother knows. We have a journey with my mom. His mom, all my aunts and uncles, he wants to do this at the Christmas dinner table and just kind of announcing to everybody. But please tell me what your mother, how your mother reacted because I'm actually very personally intrigued by this. Yeah, I think it's important for people that are kind of borderline deciding whether they're going to tell their family members or their close friends. Just be careful about that close friend who's maybe not so close of a friend that may anonymously start posting, you know, your profile picture or your your printouts of your profile, you know, to all your other friends and that type of thing. So, but if it's family, it's a different story. So we are in Vegas. We we go to Vegas a lot. We do business there, and I. I Many times I'll take my mom because we get a lot of free rooms. We get, you know, comp suites, those big rooms and shit. And um, by the way, that's part of the reason why we started fantasizing in the beginning because we'd get these really big, beautiful rooms yeah. with the Encore, the Wind, the Bellagio. And, and we'd sit there and we'd be there alone and we'd say, dude, this sucks. We, we should have some sexy friends with us here. And that's how it started. And so here we are. Uh, we're in Vegas. And this happened twice already where I, my mom rode along with us. And, uh, you know, she, it, I was going to get her, her own room with her lover the next day. But 
the first night we stayed together and I told my mom the next day, Hey mom, you know, you, you guys got to go get your own room, go see if it's available now because you know, we're going to, we're going to have a threesome. So it started by me telling my mom that we're going to bring a, a different chick to have a threesome, right? We started by just joking about that. And then later on she would joke and say, Oh yeah, got to go get the room because you guys are going to have a threesome. And I'm like, yeah. So, and it was true. We actually had a date with a couple and we didn't say couple. We said threesome. And then later I, I started joking uh, in, in, um, in Spanish. It's called un intercambio. So when you do when you do Christmas, you know Christmas gift exchange. Um, it's a yeah. it's an intercambio de regalos, right? It's the same gift exchange. So one time when I was joking around with my mom and I said, Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, um, she said, Yeah, there's gonna be an, a gift exchange, right? This was just this last Christmas, and I said, Oh, cool. I'm gonna do an exchange. And then I walked into the room. I'm like, Okay, so who am I with? Um, which girl am I, who am I, who am I with? And she's like, no, not that kind of, not that kind of uh, swap. What are you talking about? Not that kind of exchange. And then, uh, so we, we have a great relationship and we, we always, uh, we always have very open. And so just recently, uh, one of our gifts that she, that she gave us was a big bag of dildos, dude. Seriously. She went to, she gave us dildos, lotions, um, all this stuff, condoms. It was just a nice little gift. My mother put this gift together, right? Yeah. And she just said, hey, this is for you guys. So when you have your, your next gift exchange, she's like joking around. And then so, so, now, so now she knows. Awesome. You know, and, and it's a great thing. I think it's beautiful. Uh, look, she's not going to judge me um, in a negative manner. Uh, she, you know, she's taking care of me. I take care of her now. It, it's it's all good and uh, nothing's changed except now she can be more transparent and uh, who knows maybe back in the fucking seventies or sixties my mom was doing shit like this right I don't know but um, you, you know that our parents were freaky dude they were doing shit so um, I think it's kind of fun for her to kind of maybe relive in her head and just know that I'm completely upfront and transparent and honest with her and I think it's just uh, again we just had dinner just the other night again yeah. and we were just joking around about the same stupid shit about swaps and stuff like that and she just finds it humorous so yeah she knows <laughs> that, that that's absolutely amazing and you know we're looking forward to coming out to a few people in our our family and hopefully they react very similar to your mother and if not we may have to actually have them call your mother and your mother can explain to them <laughs> why they should react a better way towards it um you guys Sound amazing, and we definitely feel like I feel like we need a trip to LA or Las Vegas. Well, we we're actually going to Vegas in November for the first time ever. So, if you guys have any tips of where we need to go, one hundred percent, we would totally appreciate that. (laughs) We will give you the lowdown on Vegas. We We will will give you the entire rundown. If you guys are 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 not doing anything in November, drive to Vegas as well. I'd love to get a drink. And, uh, do you guys have any advice for any people that I know we've given a lot of advice, advice, and you guys have been great. What's your main advice? What's your main advice to anybody new coming into the lifestyle? I would say you just have to really be open with your communication. Talk to each other, even about the slightest feeling that you have, or whatever's going on in your mind, the fantasies that you have. Be open and honest with each other because if you hold back, it's just going to diminish the experience. Um, you know, we do something called an after-action review. Um, an after-action review or a debrief after every 
lifestyle interaction that we have, right? And that came that comes from the gun training world as well, because after yeah. every scenario, you do a, an after action report or review yeah. where you say what went good, give us the good, bad, and the ugly. Oh shit, I, I should have entered the door this way. Oh, I, did, I forgot to clear my left hand side. Oh, you got tagged because you fucking went in there alone instead of your the guy watching your back. And so the after action report in gun training is uh it's just as important as how well it went, the good, the bad, or the ugly uh, with your dates. Yeah, so talk about what went well, what you could have said differently, were you too flirty, right. was, did, was there a signal or a red flag from the other couple that you didn't pick up on that one person saw that you didn't, um, you know, could you have given the no signal a little better, like, do, what are your code words, you know, do you guys have that set up where if something isn't going well on a date, you have your way to get out of it. You know, you could say, hey, let's get the fuck out of here, or, um, you know what, I don't feel like dessert, or whatever it is that you can signal to your partner right. that you're not feeling it. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll add, I'll add to that. I'll add to that slightly in terms of the, the communication aspect is a super important. Um, alongside of that is you want to make sure that you're, you're congruent with the experience that you want to see your partner perform and what they want to see you perform. And don't be so damn robotic. So we talked about this earlier, but this this is an entirely uh, different angle on it. When you're going into a play scenario, if you have all these rules, that's great too. But just make sure that you're on this you're on this road of the lifestyle and on this journey as a self discovery uh, session. You become a better version of yourself, is how we call it. And uh, during that journey, you must start learning lessons, kind of like the monks do, right? The monks, the Hare Krishna guys, they're all learning lessons to be more quote unquote godlike. And so, right. in the lifestyle, every every encounter should be a magnificent learning lesson, so that when you're in an encounter again, it's kind of like uh, if you're a good uh, Boy Scout or if you're a good prepper, you would know. Hey, if, when you whenever you go to a campsite, you know, you leave the campsite better than you found it. And so you you should think to yourself, hey, this couple that we're meeting with, we're going to enlighten this couple, and they're going to become better people as a result of knowing us and as a result of being in touch with us and having us as friends. So be yourself. Don't fucking lie too much. This lifestyle is full of fucking liars. Their profile is the wrong city, the wrong age, the wrong weight. Their pictures are blurry. It's, some of the pictures look like they're taken with a fucking potato, and they do that on purpose, <laughs> right? All the car, all the cartoon, all the cartoon films. Filters, uh, the dog, the fucking, uh, the the hog face, the right? Bunny the snout. Ears, yeah. And so here's the thing, and you want to be super honest with everybody because if you're if you're going to ascend as a spirit and you're going to become a better person, you can't go around lying about everything you fucking do and uh, lying about what you like or maybe not being completely honest. Like, no, that didn't feel good, or please do this. But there's a delicate balance, okay? Some people will take our advice and then they become very vocal during sex. Um, right. Being outspoken about your likes and wants doesn't mean uh, you have to sit there laying down saying, come on, kiss me, kiss me, suck my clit, kiss my nipple, pull my hair, fuck me, punch me in the mouth. You know, you got to watch that. You know, don't you, you got to keep cool. Like it's a delicate dance right. and balance in any in, in any scenario from the interaction online to when you're in an actual play scenario. The biggest tip here for the newbies is get your ass off of the online platform, get your ass off kick, and get your ass to meet and greets. Go live yes. immediately. once you When you establish a relationship with someone or a quote-unquote a contact or friendship, take it 
to the in-person meet as soon as possible because you're going to have this courtship with who you believe they are based on all their fucking fake pictures, lies, airbrushed, um, super modified pics and strange angles. You're not going to know whether you're going to consider further involvement until you're there in person and you can see if they can form well, well, uh, you know, good sentences, well sentences. Uh, you're going to see if they, uh, you know, have all your teeth. I don't care if they're missing the wisdom teeth molars. That's pretty common. <laughs> but, you know, um, you, you want to make sure that they're, that they're the person who you envision them to be. So you want to take, you want to go meet in person as soon as possible. So some quick tips right. for your listeners. Absolutely. And that was amazing and, and definitely something new that they've never heard before. So, I mean, Arrows and Isis, we really appreciate you guys kind of staying up a little late with us and talking with us and you guys were absolutely fantastic and fabulous and offered Thank our you. listeners so many different perspectives that they have not heard before and yeah. we look forward to hearing more of your podcast your own podcast because it sounds like you guys got a lot coming up guys. it was definitely a, a fresh perspective from you guys a little different from what you normally hear and get from other people. Yeah, definitely not the standard responses, <laughs> if I can say that. And I love my fellow podcasters. I'm just saying I, I appreciate the the honesty and and the freshness. And, and, I mean, I look forward to seeing you guys grow and you guys growing with us. And how, who knows, maybe we'll see each other one day at Desire or some sort of meet and greet or expo for swingers. So uh, hopefully we get to meet one day. Yeah, we would love to meet you guys in person. Okay, so if you guys have anything to promote, your uh, your Twitter, your website, any anything. Yeah, you can check out our podcast. It's called The Priory Society on our website, which is priorysociety.com, and our Twitter handle is at Priory Society. You know, we named the podcast Priory Society because we believe that being in the lifestyle is being a part of a secret society because you can't tell people the truth. you got to sneak around and <laughs> you got to kind of keep things uh, on the down low, so to speak. And so uh, everyone is pretty much uh, like in a secret society. So <laughs> we, we really enjoyed our time here being able to impart some of the lessons that we've had in our life to your listeners. And we'd hope that people would go to priorysociety.com and just kind of listen give us a give us a spin we have some trailers out there that are just like a minute and so listen to the trailers and uh, listen to a podcast episode and feel free to interact with us on twitter send any questions our way and we're happy to uh, you know we love the listeners man and we we love the the reaction we've gotten just like you guys i'm sure you get a lot of emails we've heard you read emails on your podcast and we understand that people are people love it they view you as a as a nice resource so and again, we want to be that for them too. And uh, it was a pleasure being with you guys. So again, PriorySociety.com. Look forward to uh, having you guys uh, there and uh, interacting with us as well. So thank you guys so much for joining us. And uh, to our listeners, uh, we are definitely we have quite a few different um, events that are coming up that are going to test a little bit of our new fantasies. So hopefully, we get to share this with you guys. So again, Eris Nice, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. We really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been fun.